So today I want to share a little bit with you about what God is teaching me. When I'm asked to speak, um, that's one of the things that I think about. What might be of benefit to those that are going to hear these words, Lord? What is it that you're teaching me that I might be able to share with others that would be of encouragement? And we are all going through a struggle. And I, my struggle is to be completely surrendered. It's really easy to pull back, to keep, to hang on to things. But God really wants us to let go and let God, as was said before. So I wanted to share a little bit of what I'm learning about surrender. Surrender uh, from our text in Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'd just like to read that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. So that's surrender, perpetual surrender, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will, and that's in the NIV version. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I ask that you would make me a good listener. You've given me words to share, and I ask that I would listen to the Holy Spirit as I share what you are teaching me. And I pray that those under the sound of my voice will be encouraged and motivated to do the same, to be completely surrendered to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So this is me. <laughs> um, it's, it's really difficult, as I mentioned, to surrender, um, to ha- be a living sacrifice, I think, at least for me. It's a daily struggle. And uh, it can be a little bit distressing. And, but why is that? Why is the process of sanctification or transformation of this daily process. Why is that so hard? Uh, Ellen White says in one of her um, writings, I believe it's Mind, Personality, Mind, Character, and Personality, that that which is first difficult with practice becomes easy. Repetition deepens the impression. So as we practice submitting, surrendering, it eventually becomes easy. Well, this daily process, I'd say, is like moving a dial. And we're going to talk about this because I have learned, or I'm learning, God is teaching me that there are actually, I think, three ways of surrender. So this dial shows that um, on your left that there's a way to give up. You know, you give up when you surrender. When there's no way out, your back is against the wall, But we still exert some independent action because we're trying, trying to get something to happen, but then we just give up and we surrender. Then there's give in. So something happens, you're making an effort, you kind of know that God has a plan, that there's something that he wants done or that he prefers for you to do, but you kind of want to do your own thing. You're, you're, you're seeing that there's a way, but God is saying, yeah, but this way is better, so you give in. 
So under some duress, you let God have his way. And then, ultimately, there's giving it over. The only energy expended is laying our problem at the foot of the cross from the beginning, that there's no effort that you're expending to do anything different than giving it to Jesus. So this is what God is teaching me, that we have to give up. Now, this is really what what happens in my life. Things come up, and I see a plan, and I think it's this way that we need to go. But God says, that's not my plan. That may be your plan, but God has a plan for us. And this says, sometimes God doesn't do things the way we think he should, but God has a perfect plan for your life. Now, I'm like, but I don't understand, Lord. Why can't I just go straight? The, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And then uh, I heard the Lord saying to me, yeah, but Debbie, if you go my way, it exercises your faith so that you can trust in me. So notice his way. You got to go through the waters. You got to go through some rocks. You're going up a hill with spigot with pointers or knives or whatever that is on the ground. And then you go through rain, stormy weather to finally get to your destination. Well, that takes a lot of faith in leaning on Jesus to get through all of that. If I went from point A to point B, all I've exercised are my legs. But I want to exercise my faith because I want to really belong to Jesus. And so his ways are really the best ways. So when I finally see the light and give in to what God is trying to do in my life, then that's what makes the difference. So then... Um, I, as scary as it may be, uh, I, I am willing to let him have a turn. Um, but then I think about what Christ did when he was on this earth. And when he called Peter, James, John, all of the disciples to him, he said, you know, drop your nets and follow me. For God gave us a spirit of fear, but of power, uh, for God has not, uh, sorry, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So he was trying to teach the disciples that you need to drop what you have. Don't be afraid of following me because I've, in, in following me, you have everything that you need. You have the power, you have the love that I've given you, the love that you share with me, and you'll have the self-control that you need to move forward. So um, this kind of resonated with me because, you know, it, it's interesting. It says, Peter, leave your networks and follow me. So I kind of think that that's applicable to us today. Um, And it is for me because, truth be told, I'm a little bit of a screen addict. Um, I like watching television. I've kind of gotten into, you know, social media. We have kind of a running joke in my family that if my house burns down and I happen to be watching TV, when they come and they finally put out, douse out the fire, they're going to see me sitting there in front of the television. Because I'm so, in, I'm just so into what's going on on the screen. My sister says, "Debbie, Debbie, I'm trying to talk to you." Okay, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I, I hear you. Wait, wait till the commercial. 
I am just right in there. I am part of what is happening on the screen. And I'm realizing that that's not really where God wants me to be. So that's what he's teaching me. Debbie, you need to let go of some of these things that are distractions and that are keeping you from spending the time that you need to spend with me so that your faith can be exercised so that we can have a closer relationship. So um, I need to submit then. And I I love this too. Um, I actually have a, a blue belt in Taekwondo. So this resonates with me. And it says, submit yourself then to God. What? Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Now, interesting about this is that all of, the, re, all of the, the power and the energy is the resisting the devil. But don't we know and haven't we realized that we need to submit yourselves to God first? And it is in the submission that you have the power to resist the devil. So God is not, because I would read this text and I'm like, well, Lord, it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But I can't resist the devil of my own. Of my own. And he says, that's right. That's why I said, first, submit yourselves to me. And in that power, you will be able to resist the devil. So a part of surrender is actively and purposefully following God's lead understanding the depth of his Ten Commandments and observing them because we love and trust that God knows what he's talking about. So this is another piece that resonated with me. You know, okay, yeah, I need to, you know, follow, follow the commandments, you know, keeping the Sabbath. Don't kill anybody. Well, I'm not going to do that, but in what ways am I killing myself by what I eat or how I live? or that I'm not getting enough sleep. So that's why I was saying the depth of his Ten Commandments is really something when you think about it. You just can't read the surface. You need to dig deep to understand what God is really saying through his commandments. And so this says, I hate being confined by this fence, of, and I'm just going to jump over it. And somebody says, wait, it's not a fence. It's a guardrail. So it's keeping you from danger. And that's what God's commandments are doing for us. And it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But how can I love someone I don't know? This is where we have to practice giving it over. I, um, this is my home, and as you can see, I have some landscaping in the front that has gotten out of control. Um, it was so bad that I had to retain the pathfinders to come and help me out because it was really bad. You see there under the window, those are not plants, those are weeds. That's a tree growing up. Um, and that bush is not supposed to be looking like that. It should be kind of trimmed back and better. It was um, really bad, and, but if I, I had done something with that area just a little bit every single day, it would never have gotten to that point. 
But, you know, I see it. I pass it by. Oh, there's a weed. I'll have to get to that tomorrow. Oh, there's something else happening. I'll get it to a Sunday. I'll have some time. And then that time never comes, and this is what I'm left with. Our relationship with God is like managing landscaping. It needs attention every day for it to grow into something beautiful. So we need to surrender to Jesus every day. And the weeds of sin will be kept at bay. Our relationship with Christ will develop into something beautiful, not just for you, but for others to behold. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's my struggle, you know? You can't put things off. I get up and I'm like, oh, well, let me get a drink of water. Oh, I got to make this phone call. I, let me do a quick text. And before you know it, I'm at noon and I haven't spent any time with Jesus. I need to roll out the bed and roll right into the Bible. Just start, start your day with God. And then things will look much, much better. And so thanks to the help of the Pathfinders, everything worked out just fine. But you know what? Things happen, and that's why you have to really pay attention to it. Because um, even though it's beautiful and it looks nice, and it it says here, you know, just like our relationship with Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. But you got to stay on top of it. Because this happened again. (laughs) It happened again later that summer. And I had to ask someone else to come and help me. Ah, So here we are. So now what do I need to do? I need to stay on top of it. Do something every day. Not just bask in the beauty of the moment, but I need to do something every day. So with Jesus, I need to spend time with him every day. You know, it's not enough to come to church. Uh, I heard, I think we we were sharing it at our elders' retreat, which was a blessing. You'll hear more about that later. But uh, someone calls us Seventh-day Adventists. Seventh day, that we only are Christians on the seventh day. We need to be seven-day Adventists. Adventist Christians following Christ every single day of the week. Sabbath is a culmination of what we have experienced throughout the week so that we can share and encourage one another. So we need to make a decision to share Christ. Ray is uh, my closest confidant. Ray is my husband, and um, he always tells me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. And any of you that know Ray, you don't even have to be married to him. He's going to tell you what you need to hear, (laughs) not just what you want to hear. And after 37 years of marriage, we know each other pretty well. And um, it's a a blessing to be able to to have someone that has your back and that knows you well enough to kind of give you some guidance and, and help you along. We were talking actually just last night, and I called my sister Lynn because I needed to print something at her house because my printer wasn't working. And I said, I'll let you know if I'm coming because I, you know, didn't really want to go, but I really kind of needed to go, but I'll call and let you know. 
So later that evening, we were talking, and I said, you know, I'm not going to go to Lynn's. And he said, Debbie, I knew that. I said, I knew that when you were talking to your sister, you weren't going to go over there. Because he knows me. And he says, the minute you said, I'll let you know if I'm not coming, he said, that was over. He said, Lynn knows that you weren't coming over. So we really want to get to know each other um, as a church family so that we can help and encourage one another along the way. So this is Ray and me, and um, part of what we want to uh, do here as a church family is to get to know each other almost like we're married, you know, that we know each other well enough that we can, we can tell each other kind of what we need to hear in love and knowing that, um, that the love will never go away, that we are together, in, we're in this together for the long haul, and not just what we want to hear. But that only comes with frequent fellowship. And it says here, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another, so that's encouraging one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And isn't the day approaching? The signs are telling that Jesus' coming is right around the corner. And uh, Elder Brazel mentioned that this is the time that we need to come together and pray. This is not the time to be COVID comfortable. This is not it. We need to encourage one another and motivate each other to be fully surrendered to Christ. We are admonished to have this frequent fellowship even more now because Jesus' coming is right around the corner. So um, one of the things that we learned, too, at our elders' retreat is that time spent together really um, helps us to know each other. We shared information with one another that we had no idea was part of our lives. And it gave us uh, new meaning and new appreciation for each other. And we purposed in our hearts that we wanted to bring that experience to the church family. And so we have um, thoughts and ideas about how that can happen so that we can encourage one another, so we can motivate each other in the way, so that we can fulfill the mission of going out and sharing the love of Jesus with others. So we want to make a decision to surrender and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. I love this text because once I have given up, once I have given in, but ultimately if I have given it over, as I call to Jesus for help, he'll help me, and he'll deliver me. But it's not just for me. It's for the benefit of others and those that I would be sharing with. And that's where it says, and you shall glorify me. Because I was like, well, how is it that your deliverance of me out of my issues glorifies you other than, wow, the Lord delivered me? It's because others will have seen what God has done in my life, that he has delivered me, and be an example that he can deliver someone else. So it's important for us to be fully surrendered, to give it over to God completely at the get-go, Not to have to wait and struggle and do our own thing, but to do it at the beginning so that when we call on Jesus, he can respond and his name can be glorified. Another one of my 
favorite texts is Matthew 6:33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, when you look at that in context before... The Lord is using the parable and talking about um, the, the fowls of the air as one example and saying, you behold the fowls of the air, and this is in uh, verse 26. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Ray had another observation. that I was cracking up laughing when he said this. He said, you know what? I woke up one day and the birds were singing, and I thought to myself, it doesn't seem like they have a care in the world. And they don't, have, they don't have anything that they have to worry about, but they have their food and they have their shelter and God takes care of them. He says, Debbie, do they, do they get diabetes? Do they have hypertension? Do they have a primary care provider? They don't have any of those things, but God takes care of them. When the winter comes, he says, they don't have a house that they go into, but they've got some kind of some coverage or some, something somewhere that God has provided for them. And this is what God is saying in this text. All we have to do is worry about seeking God first. And he will take care of our basic needs. And you know what? He throws in some wonderful wants every now and then. Because God is amazing. He knows the desires of our heart and he wants to provide for them. So he wants to fulfill us. He wants us to be fulfilled in in him. And so now, as I am learning, I can say hallelujah, because I have learned that if I seek God first, he will make everything real and perfect and take care of me, and everything will just be fine. So uh, I want to leave you with this, um, this experience. Um, some of you have heard me say before that uh, my hairdresser is a Christian who's very devoted to Jesus. And when I go and get my hair, sorry, yeah, I, I, I do occasionally go and get my hair done. Um, when I do that, I tell you, sitting in her chair is almost like sitting at the feet of Jesus because we have a good time talking about the Lord and sharing his goodness and, and uh, encouraging one another. One of the things I've learned is that she has told me, um, I don't know if you're acquainted or how, how this works, but when she washes my hair, I'm sitting in a chair, and my head is back in a, the wash basin, and she is supporting my head with her hands and washing my hair. And um, what my inclination is, is to, you know, to kind of pull forward, to kind of control my head. And she's not, no, Debbie, relax. Let me control your head. Let, let me. And so I have to like, let go. I'm like, oh, is my head going to fall into the sink? And she, she's holding my head. It's not going anywhere, you know, because I, if I relax, then I don't get, you know, pain in my neck because I'm kind of fighting her trying to control my head. I have to relax completely and let her control my head so that she can wash my hair and so that it can be thoroughly clean. Do you see the correlation here? Jesus is saying, relax. Relax completely in my love and in my care for you. Submit. Surrender completely. Be fully surrendered. And let me control things. Let me work out my plan for your life. 
and everything will work out fine. You won't have a problem because you're trying to fight against me. You won't have to get to a point where you have to give up. You won't have to get to a point where you say, well, there's nothing else I can do. I might as well give in. But you can indeed decide that you're going to give it over to Jesus completely and let him control your life. And so, as we look at our scripture text for this morning, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let us do that. Let's offer our bodies, body, mind, and spirit, to be holy and pleasing to God, because this is our ev- the evidence of our true worship to the Creator. And be not conformed to the pattern of this world, not what everybody else is doing, but what God calls us to do. To be transformed, to go through daily sanctification by the renewing of our mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I have a friend who um, had a son who grew up in Africa, they they were missionaries, and so her children grew up in Africa. And they came back to the United States and, uh, you know, were kind of settled in. And one of their sons, Jabel, uh, and he actually presented here many years ago about his his, uh, work that he was doing in Chad. Chad was a a war-torn country, very dangerous, but he felt moved by God that he needed to go to Chad. And she was so worried about that and did not want Jabel to go. And he said, Mom, I I just, the Lord is leading me to go there to serve. That's where I need to be. And she told me, Debbie, you know, the Lord had to touch me on the shoulder and say, listen, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. And if Jabel is doing what I asked him to do, he's safe. I will keep him safe. Would you like to surrender with me, practice giving it over to Jesus every day? Do you want to be in the center of God's will, to know that what you're doing is what he approves of, that it's his plan, and even though it's uphill and through rocks and valleys and storms, he's going to bring you on the other side, and he's going to save you and others and glorify his name because you have been completely surrendered. I want that. Do you? If you do, why don't you stand with me so that we can pray and ask God to help us every day to be completely surrendered. Father in heaven, we thank you for reminding us that we must submit ourselves to you, and that will give us the power to resist the devil that we need to be fully surrendered to you, that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us so that we can not only be safe and secure in, in, in you, but that we can help others know you, learn about you, and be ready for your second coming. Help us to remember, Lord, that it's not just by ourselves. That, but we need to take advantage of frequent fellowship so that we can encourage and motivate one another to be fully surrendered and to help each other, hold each other's hand, even as we march to Zion. I thank you for sending your Holy Spirit so that we can secure this commitment to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated.
And I just want to talk for a minute to those that are online. You may have heard this message and realized, you know, I do more giving in, more giving up than I do giving it over. And you want to surrender fully and give it over to Jesus every day. On the screen, you will see that you can call and leave a message if you need some help. You may want prayer. You can send an email. You may want Bible studies. We want to be able to service your needs and to help you along this journey. Please take advantage of this information even now so that we can all go to heaven together. Thank you.